Yeah. I mean, at the simplest level, the masculine energy is that push energy, the do taking action, um, just trying to get that control. I get to control everything and push and do and do, um, versus the feminine, which is all about flow and receiving and allowing ideas to come to you. And then, you know, mirroring that with the masculine. So you really, it's not about having one or the other. It's really about that sweet spot of bringing those two energies together together. And that's, again, what Reiki can offer you, right, in terms of being present and creating mindfulness with your in your own body is creating that flow of masculine and feminine energy. So it's not yet yeah, there's so much more to energy than just there is energy, right? There's there's that's how we can describe it, right, is masculine or feminine. Um, and the beauty of the feminine, right? And I was the same way. I was like, I don't understand this. Like, what are people talking about? Again, I was working, I am working in this very masculine um, career, and, um, this environment, right? And that's sort of all I knew. I was like, you got to be this certain way to get things done planning, project management, all kind of masculine energy. So then, you know, again, it took me a long time to just a lot of meditation, right? A lot of mindfulness practice. And meditation doesn't have to be just sitting, right? For me, meditation is taking a long walk, mm-hmm. right? And just letting the mind wander. Mm-hmm. Um, it's about stopping the thoughts, right? And, and stopping the mind from getting out of control and allowing just ideas and information to flow and come through. Um, and when you flip that switch and you're in that space of feminine energy, you really feel it, right? Mm-hmm. You can really know because it feels energizing, mm-hmm. right? You feel like you could do anything. I'm Lori Aikman, and I'm a functional health practitioner helping busy working professional moms boost their energy, lose weight, and balance hormones naturally. All right, Kristen, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for being here today. Um, so we obviously we just read your bio, but um, why don't you dig in a little, just tell us, you know, who you are, um, where, where you are in the world and what you do right now. Um, and then we'll kind of dig into your story some. Sure. Thank you so much, Lori, for having me. I'm really excited to be here this morning and talking to you about this, like a really important topic. Um, I think, um, yeah, let me just say I am. Um, I'm located about 75 miles north of Washington, D.C., where I've had my career for the past 10 years. Um, and really, my story of burnout is so what, associated what state with are that. You in are, you in Mar- are you in Maryland? I'm in um, South Central Pennsylvania. In a oh, you're in Pennsylvania. Town. Yeah, oh, outside okay, of Gettysburg. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. So I moved out of, basically moved out of the city. So that was part of my journey with burnout, leaving the city, moving out to the quote country, um, Mm -hmm. having more support and all of that and having a home and having space and um, just recognizing my needs in that. So um, that's where we've landed for the past, I guess since 2019 now, Mm -hmm. um, been here. Um, And I am a consultant. I'm a contract CFO. I've been doing CFO and finance director work for over 20 years within nonprofit and higher education. Um, And then um, during this journey of burnout and just finding myself and becoming a mother, um, really delved into energy healing and became a Reiki master. Um, So that's been a big part of my journey, um, really delving into the energy body um, Mm -hmm. and manipulating and working with energy. Um, And then really combining that passion of, I I call it financial crisis management. That's sort of Mm -hmm. my sweet spot of support for my clients Um, and energy work 
um, and thinking about really money and energy flow so similarly. Yes. Just like from this lens I have of seeing, you know, working with so many organizations um, and then understanding the energy body and, you know, energy flow. Um, and so that's been a real passion project of mine to delve into that topic, which I call energy currency. Mm -hmm. um, so I've since started a blog uh, with energy currency and I'm working on a book right now to share kind of the magic oh and the flow of energy and money coming that's together. Awesome. Can you, um, because I remember I learned about Reiki within the last couple of years. So if anybody doesn't awesome. know what Reiki is or talking about, like, could you like layman's terms, you know, just give us a, a sure. little descriptor. Sure. Um, the type of Reiki that I was trained in is called Usui Reiki, which comes from Japan. Um, there was like the original Reiki um, you know, master or that came through. His name was Usui. Um, and basically it's a connection with what we call the source energy of the planet of the universe. Um, and bringing that down through to sort of calm the nervous system and allow for healing to occur in the body. And so when you have someone like me that works with that energy, it's really helping another person tap into their own calmed nervous system or in a relaxed state. So I use guided meditation um, and help really helping someone really relax and breath work as well, but calming and, and bringing in that energy and allowing for the free flow of energy throughout the body. Mm -hmm. Wow, that's awesome. So, and and that is kind of ties in. Did you kind of get started in Reiki? I guess as part of your own healing journey through oh, yeah. through the burnout. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah, I was looking. You know, I really started on the physical level with my own um kind of health issues. It was all I could understand. Right. I'm very. I'm a Capricorn. I'm a very earth grounded person. Right. I work in finance. I'm like, okay, where's the books that tells me right how to deal with this? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, so I was like, steps? okay, diet, exercise. That's all I knew. Right. That's all center we were taught. And then it was like, oh, maybe there's a mental game in there somewhere too. So let's get your mindset straight. But then slowly recognize that there's so much more to that. And it was really my, and then now I have the language for it, right? It was my nervous system that was kind of imbalanced or off kilter in a way. I was dealing with a lot of anxiety. Um, and so, you know, had a lot of time during COVID, right? So yeah. um, a friend was like, hey, I'm doing this course um, on Reiki. And I was like, I don't really know what this is, but that sounds really cool. I want to join. Um, and then through that practice learned that it was like the stillness, right? Mm -hmm. The awareness, um, the mindfulness, um, and just being still and practicing that on a daily basis that helped me understand, oh, there's more to it than the mindset, than the physical, right? Yeah. There's, and bringing that all together um, mm -hmm. with the energy work. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. Yeah. So tell, so then your story your story of burnout, you were saying kind of started with, um, with childbirth and with your having your daughter, which I feel like yeah. so many women I talk to, you know, that, but that like the motherhood piece just really can be a, um, a big contributor, I guess. Yeah. And especially for someone like me. So I was, you know, 34, I was definitely ready to have a child, but I wasn't planned. It was a love child, of course, uh -huh. um, which was a beautiful thing, right? I believed for years that I couldn't get pregnant. And then all wow. of a sudden I met my husband and it was like, boom, here's a child. Wow. Uh, and that was a complete shift, right? You know, throw it dropped in the, in the bucket. 
Um, and work again, I was in Washington, DC, lived in DC, worked in the city, um, was very career focused and career, career oriented. I just I finished my MBA, right? I was on that executive path mm -hmm. and I'm going, oh shit, like, what do yeah. I do? Right. Um, so luckily my husband was in a position to like stop working and help and support and be oh, like wow. a stay at home dad and allow me to continue to pursue my career and to support us at that time. Mm -hmm. Um, but it was like in that, the underlying, like something wasn't right. Right. It was like, yeah, anxiety was creeping up that postpartum anxiety was just like mm -hmm. embedded in my nervous system. Um, mm -hmm. and then, yeah, through that childbirth pro you know, process, we, we were talking about antibiotics earlier, right. I was like pumped full of antibiotics for over 40 hours during mm -hmm. childbirth and yeah. that completely changed like my bio, like sphere, my bio system, you know, after, and like how to relearn how to eat, mm -hmm. right? How to relearn how to be in the world. Um, and I just wow. pushed myself too hard, right? Because I was like, oh, I still have, I still have to do all of these career things and be a mom. Now yeah. I have to make dinner, I have to clean, I have to, and I was the one, I was like this complete control freak, right? I was mm -hmm. like, I have to do it all, even yeah. though I had my husband at home willing, yeah. able to, right, to help me out. I still had this mindset of, oh, I have to control everything. Mm -hmm. So it was like this undoing, right, of myself. And mm -hmm. I had to really had to hit, right, hit rock bottom in a sense of just feeling bad, mm -hmm. right? And then my husband also had some, you know, issues with PTSD and was, it became very ill. And mm -hmm. that was like a point where like something's got to change. Yeah, so yeah. Not, not this. It was that not this moment that mm -hmm. we talked about. Um, and so that's what got us to move, right? We basically moved out of the city um, mm -hmm. and moved into the country and willing to request the support that was needed. Yeah. So that was like that first stage, that inkling of not this, right? Yeah, yeah. But honestly, it wasn't until several, mm -hmm. I guess like COVID hit, right? So now I moved in 2019, COVID hit, you know, obviously 2020. It wasn't until I went through still trying to be the career executive working online um, at, at home. And now I've got, I'm at home 24 hours a day. My family is home with me. There's mm -hmm. no boundaries, right? Between yes. work and home life. Oh my gosh. Yes. Go, go, go all the time. Mm -hmm. That I really started to recognize the signs, right? Mm -hmm. That um, now I've got to make it, there needs to be a different shift, right? I yeah. can't just move locations, mm -hmm. right? Change jobs. Like I've got to I've got to look at myself and do things differently. Mm -hmm. um, it was funny because it was like the period of rest, the, the signs really started to come up during those periods of rest. Because mm -hmm. I yeah. used to think, oh, I'll just get more sleep, yeah. right? I'll just sleep in and everything will be fine. Or I'll just take a day off work and it'll be okay. But mm -hmm. then Christmas, whatever, Christmas vacation, maybe there was like a two week window where you're not in the office. Mm -hmm. I physically hurt, like my wow. body hurt. And I'm going, this isn't right. Mm -hmm. Like I'm supposed to be present and available for my family. And I'm here on vacation, like quote vacation hurting. Wow. Right? Mm -hmm. And I'm just like that. So that was my, that was my sign that, okay, really got something's going on. Yeah. Yeah. What, and yeah, what were, if you don't mind like delineating, just, I always think somebody might hear your story and recognize similar signs in themselves. You know, what were, kind of some red flags for you, maybe physically or mentally, you yeah. know, like, what would you say? Yeah, definitely. Like, well, okay, this is, this is it. 
Yeah. Well, because I had gone through that process and like when my daughter was born back in 2015, um, mm -hmm. really overcoming a lot of the symptoms. I mean, at that point I had IBS again, anxiety, mm -hmm. um, dealing with autoimmune issues. So I, you know, I basically crawled out of that hole. And so then for, to, for it to come back several years later, I started to see those same symptoms coming mm -hmm. up again, the IBS the anxiety. Um, mm -hmm. Those were the two probably biggest ones. And then just general fatigue, right? Mm -hmm. Everyone that long COVID fatigue was setting in. Um, and I'm just like, I, there's, there's gotta be a better way. Like yeah. this is not a life, right. That I want to, you know, go down this path. So mm -hmm. I caught it. I feel like at that point I caught it earlier early enough that it wasn't, it wasn't too disruptive to my life. Right. It mm -hmm. was just, it made me enough to make me say, you know what, I'm not going back to the office. Mm -hmm. And I told my employer that, which they weren't happy about, of course. Mm -hmm. um, and I had to make that right, rip the bandaid off and just say, you know what, I'm going to have to risk my quote career for my health at for this point health. and my family. Yeah. Um, and then speak up, right, for my needs at that time, which mm -hmm. for someone like me, who again was so career focused and career oriented, was extremely difficult. Mm -hmm extremely difficult. I mean, I had a male, several male bosses. I think I'm going to go in and talk about my IBS that day. Yeah, <laughs> like, exactly. Yeah, like, anxiety. Mm -hmm. Oh no. Um, it was like, you know, had to come up with the language to just like communicate, like this isn't working. I've got to take time off. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and I did basically, I, I scheduled it out. I was, you know, total planner, right. I wasn't like trying to just, oh, I've got to quit everything today for my hands up. I literally just looked at, I said, okay, the next four months, how can I create more capacity here? And how can I actually take a real break? Mm -hmm. Right. And so I put time on the calendar, right. Yeah. And I, I, I actually booked a flight to Hawaii. I was like, I'm going to go. And then I'm going to go by myself. Cause I was like, I need Space. Yeah. I recognize that need for white space mm -hmm. to just try to settle and figure things out mm -hmm. because I, and then getting the support I need to do that. Cause that in and of itself was like, Whoa, like how can I leave my family behind yes. and like, go do this. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, so that was, that was another bandaid that was being ripped off. Right? Yeah. It was like, so like ego death after ego death was coming through mm -hmm. um, and having to make those decisions that were, you know, in hindsight, the reason I was able to get past that and to, and to shift. Mm -hmm. yeah. 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 Wow. Yeah. And but I was, think, go ahead. I'm just going to add so much of it was about that fear of the unknown. Okay. Right? Mm -hmm. And like getting, again, getting, I was very mental, right? Getting in my head about what's going to happen or what are they going to say? Or what are they going to mm -hmm. think about me? Or I'm never going to yes. be able to find another job or all of the fears that go along with mm -hmm. speaking your truth. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right? It's like, how do I share with, you know, again, stand in my truth and who I am with these mm -hmm. people that don't like are on the other side of the fence and right. Really? Maybe they don't care necessarily sure. about me being a mom, mm -hmm. right. Me being sick or, um, whatever my career necessarily, like, how do you get past that? Mm -hmm. Um, so that was, you know, again, in of itself, a journey, um, mm -hmm. through that. Yeah, I can. I just was thinking of when you were sharing that story. I have a client who um, she works for an organization that supports female entrepreneurs. And so they have their clients of the company are all female entrepreneurs. And so I remember we were having a conversation one time of, of just that, like, you can't, you know, just 
being, especially if you are in maybe a more male dominated industry, that pressure to not show your weakness and not show the vulnerability. And I think there, I can definitely say from experience, I think there is like this, oh, I'm just, I don't know. I'm thinking of, you know, women needing support for their bodies in ways that men don't and that not being acceptable, right? In a word, like just suck it up. Oh, what are you on your period this? You know, I'm just thinking of, I mean, these are things nobody unfortunately has said to me, but you know, are you seeing the show on TV? And I think that's a very real scenario. And I even think just working in healthcare for so long, um, there can be, I'm just thinking of women having these kind of symptoms and looking for not being able to get the support they need because they're kind of dismissed, you know, whether it is from in their jobs or maybe at home or, um, of like, are you're just being dramatic, you know, this is, you should be able to suck it up and handle it. The underlying emotion that comes up with that implicit, you're just being dramatic is shame, Mm -hmm. right? I was ashamed of Mm -hmm. the postpartum anxiety, right? Uh Originally, you know, I was ashamed of not wanting to go back to the office. Mm-hmm. Right. And there were this, like this just underlying of like, I don't like, I'm scared to, sh- to talk about that. Like, they're not going to like me anymore. Right. There's this liking effect that women have. Right. And, mm-hmm. um, and I, and it's just, you're right. It comes at you from all angles. And we have that in common because I worked in academic healthcare for mm-hmm. over 10 years and around doctors and nurses and healthcare professionals all the time. Um, and even that, like, that was the irony, right? I was dealing with all of these challenges but I couldn't go to the doctors, the nurses, the healthcare professionals around me and say, I need help. Mm -hmm. Right. It wasn't, I wasn't comfortable Mm -hmm. in that environment being weak. Right. Because I was supposed to be the leader. I was supposed to be the one directing and showing the staff and the mentees around me that you can do this, right. You, you can show up to work Mm -hmm. and get, you know, all these things done despite being a mom. Right. Mm -hmm. And then couple that with my, yeah, my male-oriented profession, right, as a CFO, right, I think the statistic lately is like 3% of Fortune 500 companies have female CFOs. So I was always the one driven by, I'm going to do this anyway, right, as a woman, right, I'm going to step up and show that I can do it. Here I am. I know I can't do it. Yeah. (laughs) Like, it's too much. (laughs) I'm just going to like throw my hands up and admit that, Uh right, and own it, right? Yeah. Um, and that's when the help started to come in and looking for um, others that had dealt with, you know, similar situations and realizing, you know, I'm not alone. Yeah. I don't need to act like I'm alone. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. so many, yeah, so many nights of like crying in the closet, like, what am I going to mm-hmm. do? How am yeah. I going to figure this out? Mm-hmm. Um, and just feeling like so dismissed. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, just how we talk about the nervous system today, like, those, those tools like weren't around Mm -hmm. 10 years ago with, Mm -hmm. within healthcare professionals, right. Or like Mm -hmm. even IBS was just dismissed. It was like, oh, autoimmune. It was like, whatever, just like go eat better. Mm -hmm. No, no, you don't understand nothing. I eat everything I eat makes me sick. Like you don't understand. (laughs) Like, Mm -hmm. and so I feel like that just gives like, it lights my heart up, right. To know that there are like in what you're doing, right. There's so many resources out there to support Mm -hmm 
women today, mm-hmm. they can get over that shame of asking for help. Yes. Right? And, and that's that's find somebody who can understand and help. I just so thinking of too, you yeah. know, even, even yeah, within healthcare. And I think too, when, when a provider, you know, a doctor, a nurse or a nurse practitioner, PA, whatever, when they <clears throat> have always been blessed, you know, whatever you want to call it with good health and they've never, you know, I think it's mm-hmm. easy for yeah people, you know, if you don't understand it and then if you've not studied, you know, and know the, the root cause, you know, things that, which is, you know, what I work with clients on now it's yeah. It, like I, I can look back at recent jobs, you know, jobs within the last five or 10 years of like, well, obviously it's you're you're doing things wrong to cause these symptoms. You obviously just need, like you yeah. said, you just need to eat better. You're obviously eating the wrong things. And if you just ate the right things, then you would feel, and that's not it. It's not the case. You know, I, I find that majority of my clients are, are doing a lot of healthy habits. You know, they're doing a lot of things to help themselves, but it's still just not working. So, yeah. cause they, cause we haven't, it's, they haven't figured out that, you know, deeper root cause or, or the right way to co-create with their body. Yeah. Or even the environment that they're in, mm-hmm. right. Or what's going on around them. Right. There's so, yeah, there's so many, I think, feel like analogies or synchronicities with, with obesity, right. Mm. We're so like for so long, people were told it's your fault. It's what you're yes. eating, it's your fault. And now we know, well, no, there's more glycophate, right. And chemicals put in the food today. And we're just at a completely different place, um, with the external environment, oh, yeah. right. COVID, right. There's all of these things that we don't, we didn't understand that are impacting us. Yeah. So just like with burnout, right. It's not your fault, mm-hmm. right. Mm-hmm. You haven't done, you're doing the right things, right. As a mom, as a caregiver, right. As an employee, but the systems are not set up mm-hmm. to allow for a good quality of life. Yeah. Right. And that's where we have to take a stand and say, you know what, we're not this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right? I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna be different, mm-hmm. right? And so that's what I I I had to you know accept that about myself that I am different. Like I want to you know I want to walk my daughter to school in the morning. Mm-hmm. I want to work from home, recognizing I do have a better quality of life when mm-hmm. I'm at home versus taking a two hour commute into wow. the city each mm-hmm. way, right? And those mm-hmm. were like I was just like looking back that the sacrifices I was making for my career was crazy. Mm-hmm. It was crazy. But I had, I didn't know anything else. Cause I was just like, I came up to that system of this is what you do. Yeah. Right. This is, this is the only way. Well, no, it's not the only way mm-hmm. there's, there's, so I, that's the, where I'm at right now is standing up, right. We're forging the way forward, right. It's time to be a leader and show others that there is a new way to, to be in this world. There's a new way to make money. Right, yeah. with the online businesses and connecting with people all over the world, mm-hmm. you no longer have to rely on a single employer for your entire life, mm-hmm. right? the way yeah. that our parents did. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. You stayed with one company and yeah, for three yeah. years and yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But being open to that, right, new way of thinking and, and being open to the idea that you're going to have to figure things out, mm-hmm. right, and, and trusting yourself that figuring it out is going to help other people, you know, figure it out too, right, yeah. you're sharing and sharing your story of how that's going to work. So that's, that's the beauty of where we're at today, I think, as a society is that we're able to use platforms like this to share our, our path 
and mm-hmm. to share this new way of being yeah. um, with the world. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cause I still, I have a lot of colleagues that are still in the same job that I left, you mm-hmm. know, 10 years ago um, because they've got, they, I call them the golden handcuffs, right? Mm-hmm. The kids in college, they've got the benefits coming in. They're, yeah. they're comp, they know how to do the work. Um, but yet they're not happy. It's not, yeah. They're not living their, <laughs> mm-hmm, out their desires. Yeah. Not living their best life. And you, even the first thing they'll say, um, oh, I'm still at this crappy job or whatever. And I'm, you don't, you don't have to be. Yeah. There's so many options for you. Mm-hmm. You can find the right mentor and the right support mm-hmm. to take that path. Yeah. So yeah, that's, so that's led me to mentorship myself in mm-hmm. working with um, Heather Chauvin's program um, mm-hmm. and being a mentor in the program with other women that are going on this journey. So right mm-hmm. now I'm attracting and connecting with a lot of women that are like, how do I, you know, a little bit scared, right? How do I make the change from regular full-time employee benefits paid, you know, secure, well, they mm-hmm. that illusion of security. How do I make that sure. change to this thing I want to do? And this mm-hmm. thing I want to do doesn't exist anywhere else. Is really mm-hmm. exciting and new and innovative, but that makes it scary, right? Because no one else is doing this. Yeah, that's also the beauty of it. But yeah, so having someone to talk to and to ask questions: How did you do this? How did you deal with this? Mm-hmm. What did you tell your husband when you, you know, you, how did you say to him you're going to give up your full time benefits job? Yeah, to go on your own. <laughs> like, uh-huh. How did you work that through? Um, and that's, that's the level of support that, yeah, this community offers and that mentorship can offer, uh, which is so beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. So tell us, um, yeah, so you, you mentor within her community, Heather Chauvin, and then tell me about what you, your, um, I'm sorry, I'm going to, I want to make sure I say the name right. Your, your company is the, is it the spiritual CFO? Right. Yeah. So I just started that brand, Christina Spiritual CFO, which as someone uh-huh. said to me recently, they were like, Kristen, wow, you're a CFO and you're also really spiritual. That's a really unusual combination. Yeah. So I'm like, you know what? Beautiful. <laughs> Wrap that up in a bow. That's me. And so, yeah, there's not, nothing hidden there. That's really me and how I work. Um, but um, right now, I'm, yeah, I'm really passionate about um, offering and bringing women together to understand how to get out of their mental, how to get out of the masculine kind of energy and into their feminine because mm. I really feel like there's such strong synchronicities with wealth abundance bringing in that with you desire when you understand how to harness that I call it the divine feminine energy yes. right of this planet and it was of course is not you know just for women right men can harness their feminine energy as well so I work with my husband and my daughter on this and bring them into the practice as well Um, But so that's what I'm really passionate about right now, sharing. Mm -hmm. And so I call it um, sacred money circles. So I get Uh women together primarily online. We work through some um, divine feminine practices to kind of get out again, get out of your head and into your body Mm -hmm. and really setting that intention and creating the mindset that goes with creating wealth and abundance. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. So let me ask just to back up. I think of, again, you know, that's, those were terms that I was unfamiliar with, you know, a couple of years ago now. So what would, if somebody was like, what do you mean masculine energy and feminine energy? Like, how would you, um, you know, layman's terms for that, explain those? 
Yeah. I mean, at the simplest level, the masculine energy is that push energy, the do taking action, um, just trying again, that control. I get to control everything and push and do and do, um, versus the feminine, which is all about flow and receiving and allowing ideas to come to you. And then, you know, mirroring that with the masculine. So you really, it's not about having one or the other. It's really about that sweet spot of bringing those two energies together together. And that's, again, what Reiki can offer you, right, in terms of being present and creating mindfulness with your own, your own body is creating that flow of masculine and feminine energy. So it's not yet, yeah, there's so much more to energy than just there is energy, right? There's, there's, that's how we can describe it, right, is masculine or feminine. Um, and the beauty of the feminine, right? And I was the same way. I was like, I don't understand this. Like, what are people talking about? Again, I was working, I am working in this very masculine um, career and um, this environment, right? And that's sort of all I knew. I was like, you got to be this certain way to get things done. Planning, project management, all kind of masculine energy. So then, you know, again, it took me a long time to just a lot of meditation, right? A lot of mindfulness practice. And meditation doesn't have to be just sitting, right? For me, meditation is taking a long walk, mm -hmm. right? And just letting the mind wander. Mm -hmm. um, it's about stopping the thoughts, right? Mm -hmm. and, and stopping the mind from getting out of control and allowing just ideas and information to flow and come through. Um, and when you flip that switch and you're in that space of feminine energy, you really feel it, right? Mm -hmm. You can really know because it feels energizing, mm -hmm. right? You feel like you could do anything, right? Mm -hmm. When you're giving birth, that's feminine energy and it's essence, yeah. right? Creation energy, creating mm -hmm. life, giving birth, right? There's no, you're pushing, right? There's that pushing that doesn't really work, right? You've got to yeah. like surrender and just allow things to come through, Um yeah. So, wow. so such a change for me to understand, understand yes. that and learn that. hundred percent, hundred percent. I feel like even now for me too, of, you know, cause they're talking about like money and business and things like that. I, you know, I was an employee for so long and I, the time in my career where I, I made the most money working in healthcare was when I was working my ass off, you know, I was working in the hospital and I was, you know, on call and nights and weekends and holiday, you know, and so there was, it's just been that ingrained. And then just the, you know, how I was raised to, you know, you work hard, you don't ask for help. And, and, and the harder I worked, then the more money I made. So yeah. then to think, well, I could make money without working hard and that masculine push, you know, it is just such a, such a, uh, a shift, you know, such a paradigm shift to think, yeah, wait, it doesn't have to, like, I remember even, <laughs> you know, I remember I just knew jobs that like my other friends, you know, like my parents had, or like my friend's parents, you know, and I remember like down the road learning, you know, so-and-so works for this company and they're, you know, and I was thinking, how do you even make money doing, you know, like, just these more creative jobs and things. I was like, how do those are real jobs? Like people actually do that for a living, you know, like think of the YouTubers, you know, people make yeah. money playing video games on YouTube and people, you know, <laughs> just as blows my mind. But again, just to speak to that paradigm shift of, of it's gotta be hustle, hustle, hustle in order to earn, 
and yeah. and coming shifting out of that is, is yeah I was I was the same grew up in a very yeah just like traditional kind of you got to work you got to go to school and if you put your head down and you're lucky you're gonna get paid more right you're gonna do well and um and that was the the cycle I was like okay here's the next level and then I and and there was evidence right I was like getting promoted every year I was like okay I must be doing the right thing right I quote making more money right mm -hmm. but what was funny when I finally broke down and had my kind of burnout period mm -hmm. and I was again I was making the most money that I'd ever made right I had the parking space in downtown DC I had the title um I had my dream job I loved everyone that I worked with and I had to give that up because I wasn't, again, my health wasn't where I needed it to be. I wasn't present enough for my family. And I just said, no, this, this isn't working for me. And again, the external factor was of course COVID. Um, and so shifting right away from that was so scary. Mm -hmm. It was so scary, but I had, a, you know, I had the mentors and the coaches holding my, literally holding my hand going, Kristen, Let's listen to your nervous system. What does your nervous system tell you that you need? Yeah. And, and translating that to money. How much money does your nervous system tell you you need to make? Which I was like, what? Like, what do you wow. mean? How much money does my nervous? It was a little bit woo-woo, right? I was like, okay, I'll go with this. Let's do this practice. Yeah. And just like sitting there getting comfortable and saying, okay, on a monthly basis, right? How much money do you feel that you would be comfortable with. Mm -hmm. And I threw out, I think I threw out $20,000, mm -hmm. which was like, was a huge amount of money for me at that yeah. time. Like, I'm just going to throw out, this feels really good. $20,000, right? Yeah. Um, and I kid you not, a month later, I had a job offer with a contract for $20,000 a month. Wow. Right. And so it was like, again, in that moment of giving up my identity of mm -hmm. who I was, giving up this amazing career and just saying, nope, I can't do this anymore. Taking the rest, mm -hmm. accepting and owning what it was that I wanted to bring in. Mm -hmm. And then here we go. The universe is like, there you go on a silver platter sign here. Mm -hmm. Wow. So that's amazing. Really, really list again. That's the divine feminine, right? Mm -hmm. That's the feminine allowing that, um, those ideas to come through in a beautiful new way. Um, and that's, I was, I was at that point, I was just, I'm listening universe. Mm -hmm. Help me understand where I go from here. Yeah. I wasn't pushing. I wasn't going, you know, and I was doing the normal things, right. I had my resume up LinkedIn. I had, you know, I was letting, taking out, action. I was looking, I was taking mm -hmm. action, but the offer that came in ultimately, I did not apply for. Wow. They reached out to me. Mm -hmm. Right. So however that, you know, that energetic, you know, declaration, basically, as I call it worked, mm -hmm. it, it came through and it came through fast. Mm -hmm. Yeah, right? that is very fast. Yeah. <laughs> the universe works very quickly when you're <laughs> very clear on what you want. And honestly, I had spent again, the past prior year, really understanding that feminine energy and really getting into a space of practice, right? Mm -hmm. Daily practice with that. Um, and then getting cl clear and getting clarity on what it was I wanted, yeah. not just in the work, but in mm -hmm. my home life, in my relationship, in mm -hmm. my bank account. 
I was very clear with myself that I wanted financial freedom, Mm -hmm. right? And I use that Tony Robbins definition of financial freedom, right? Um, Having what you want, where you, you know, working where you want, where you want, when you want, with whom you want. Oh, nice. Yeah, love it. And I was like, yes, this is, this is what I want. Like, Uh I want the flexibility to travel. I want the flexibility to not have to worry about the mortgage or the bills. Mm -hmm. Um, And I, and quite frankly, I had already developed some of that through just like the career and the work Mm -hmm. that I have done, but it wasn't like, I was still so dependent on the schedule and other people telling me what and where I needed to be. Mm -hmm. Right. And that's what was the, again, the uncertainty, Mm -hmm. the uncertainty of COVID, the uncertainty of what was happening with the economy. Right. And again, being in finance and having to navigate all of that, it was, it was just overwhelming, right? It was overwhelming, but these tools um, of practice and the feminine energy really helped me in mm-hmm. a deep way. And so that's why, again, I'm so passionate about sharing this with other women yeah. and really not just talking about it, but helping them feel it, yeah. right? And that's mm-hmm. the practice. It's a practicum, mm-hmm. right? Um, and you can't just do it in an hour. Yes, yeah. I can sit with you on a Reiki session for an hour and you're going to get a glimpse into what it's like, but it probably takes a full six to eight months, mm-hmm. right? Wow. Really dedicating mm-hmm. your intention, right? And then I'm going to learn this and I'm going to practice and become a different version of myself. Mm-hmm. And if it's possible with the intention, wow. setting the intention. I love this. I love this. This is just giving... I'm just thinking of women that are hearing this and this is like, you know, turning on the light bulb for them and, or they're hearing, you know, and just thinking, you know, just the breadcrumbs of like, mm, maybe that's possible for me. So do you yeah. find a question that came up for me when you were talking was the women that you work with and then maybe even for yourself, did you find it was hard maybe initially? Cause I would say this was for me, um, that leaning into your intuition and trusting, mm-hmm. you know, being able to identify, like I can look back. I mean, this has been years of process. Even my ability to like make a choice or make a decision, I used to just freeze up. Uh, yes. I mean, like, don't take me to Cheesecake Factory or else I'm never going <laughs> right. to order too many, choices. Know, too many choices. But, but I think, you know, I just use that as a, an ex, you know, funny example, but like my best friend and my husband will tell you, you know, like, yeah, I'm hor- I used to be horrible. I've gotten much, much better, but I, what I, what I can identify that is, is, is really having a hard time one identifying what I want and what I desired, maybe listening to my intuition and then trusting, you know, um, to speak that, you know, and, and trusting myself has been quite a process. Do you find that, did you find that in yourself? And do you find that in the women that you yeah. work with? No, definitely. I, I, my husband used to say like, Kristen, you can't make a decision to save your life. Right. And I was very analytical, literally getting out the spreadsheets and the pros and yes. the cons and waiting and everything. And then getting, you know, then what's the conclusion after I do all that work, I had all the analytical tools that you can imagine. I got paid for the analytical assessment. That was how my brain worked. So yeah, to understand how to trust myself and to know that this isn't working, that was so difficult for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, but once I started to lean into, you know what, Kristen, you're making really good decisions. You went to grad school, right? While you were working, mm-hmm. you 
you had a daughter when you thought you couldn't get pregnant, mm-hmm. right? You bought a like you bought a house when you didn't plan to because the opportunity came up and you figured out how to finance it and buy it on your own without a realtor, mm-hmm. right? There were all of these things that I had done that I recognized that I wait, I can trust myself, right? Yeah. So it was like that evidence looking back and the reflection mm-hmm. of how I got here. Mm-hmm. And I was like, and, and having that mirrored back to me, right? So mm-hmm. that was the beauty of the coaching work too. And Heather saying, Kristen, you, you, you're a badass. Like you've done all of these things. You can do this too, mm-hmm. right? It doesn't feel good, but you can do it. Mm-hmm. So it was like, that was like, okay, inkling. Okay. Maybe I can trust myself. So there was like the breadcrumbs of trust, mm-hmm. right? And then the breadcrumbs of intuition. When mm-hmm. I bought the house, it was a feeling. It was like, you know what? This feels right. Mm-hmm. I don't understand why I'm doing this or even doing this now, but I'm, I'm going to trust myself and I'm going to do it. Mm-hmm. And so the more I took that kind of action, right. Mm-hmm. Listening to that feminine, it made me feel good, right. Mm-hmm. There was more joy and happiness and beauty coming mm-hmm. into my life. Yeah. And it wasn't until again, I had a mentor and coach reflect that back to me. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know what? Let me follow those breadcrumbs of joy, beauty, right? And presence. I love that. And awareness. And I'm like, how do I bring in more beauty into my life? How do I make it bring in more joy to my life? And so it didn't become about how do I make more money, right? How do I, you know, just, you know, just focusing so much on how do I work from home, but how do I become the best version of myself that I can be? So then it become that awareness. Oh, that is the intuition. And I am hearing the, I'm getting a preview almost of what's to come if I just listen to that. So wow. now I can understand it and I can really trust that, yes, it is your intuition and it is that part of yourself that's sort of guiding you, that source energy, the higher wisdom, your higher self, whatever you want to call that. Um, it is there, it's information. Right. You can choose to, to listen to the information or you can choose to ignore it. Mm-hmm. Right. And I, I teach many different exercises on how to tap in to that mm-hmm. intuition. One of my favorite oh, practices is actually called sacred writing, mm-hmm. which is almost just like a free form writing down whatever is in your head. Right. And then doing some maybe somatic movement or practices or even taking a walk in the woods and then sitting down with the paper again and seeing what's flowing when you're in a calm, really rested state. Mm. And then continuing to do that kind of day after day after day and and Mm. following the patterns, what's coming through. Right. Mm -hmm. And you can use those prompts. Right. Heather always uses the prompts of I need Mm. or what do I need? Right. And mm-hmm. so if that helps you to have a journal prompt, I like to share journal prompts a lot mm-hmm. and yeah. um, that just gets you started. But yes. the more I did that with the free flowing writing, mm-hmm. I started to see patterns, mm-hmm. right. I started to see kind of more information coming through. And that's how energy currency came through to me as mm-hmm. sort of a concept and a topic. Wow. Like the, when it came through, it was like, I have no clue what this is or why this is coming through. I'm Googling it. It's nowhere to be found on the internet. And I'm like, okay, I'm just going to continue to write about this and listen and to Mm -hmm. interpret this through my own lens. Mm -hmm. And then here we are, I think it's like four years later, it's, it's almost everywhere in terms of explaining energy in terms of currency. There are songs written about it. Oh, Um, really? Beautiful. 
It's like, I'm so glad that this is coming through. And I listened to that, right? That little voice and, and then listen, let, let the messages come through. But you're oh. right. The first time, like you're talking to someone who's like trying to get out of that hole of shame and anxiety and stress and knowing that not this, right? One of the first things you notice exactly because they're asking, what do I do? Or how do I do this? Mm -hmm. Right. And that's the sign for me because you're not, you don't need to ask how, mm -hmm. right. It's not about the how it's about what do you want? Yeah. What do you need? What mm -hmm. do you desire at a core level? Mm -hmm. And if you can get that clear in your mind, mm -hmm. that the intention, the how is going to come. Yeah. You're going to figure it out. Mm-hmm. Right. Wow. So, yeah. So that's definitely a practice that I work with, um, with my clients and the women um, okay. that are trying to trust themselves and figure it out. And just, again, yes. if I had that mirrored back to me, I'm here now to mirror it back to others that yes, you have evidence that you do trust yourself. You just don't call it trust. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right? And so, yeah, I if love you're, that. Willing, if you're willing to set the focus and the time on just that small piece trusting mm -hmm. yourself or listening to your intuition. Mm -hmm. it's, there's no shortage of what can come through after that and be supportive. Wow. That's wonderful. Um, so, and you, I just was thinking, I was looking on here. So you do have a, a guided meditation, like a YouTube video. Is that correct? That people could check out. Yeah. So I've, I've moved away. Well, not moved away, but started with the writing practices and realized that the voice is um, a medium that I love kind of sharing in. I'm an extrovert. I love um, talking and meeting people. And so I've really um, leaned into something that's been really supportive to me, which is guided meditation. Mm -hmm. And so in my practice of being in that feminine, um, I'm now able to kind of sit and bring through, I call it, you know, you can call it channeling, call it whatever higher wisdom, whatever you want, bring through those in that information in the channel um, meditation. So that's been a new platform for me. So yeah, check out oh, the awesome. YouTube site, um, Christina.spiritualcfo. Um, I'll be sharing, sharing more of, of that. That one that you saw was very much about the energy of the spring okay. um, and leaning into that. So I'm all about what's happening in the collective, what's happening in the universe, right? Where mm -hmm. are we seasonally and bringing that all in to um, support you at this time. Wow. That's awesome. Yeah. You were saying, I was reading here on your blog too, that you're sharing energy weather updates. I love the way you say that. Yeah. So they yeah, can I also... Think, um, Oh, I'm sorry. Go yeah. ahead. Yeah, just quickly on that front, I think um, helping people be, become more aware of the mm -hmm. external kind of unseen energies that influence our day to day, mm -hmm. you really start to find patterns with other people and sharing and hearing more about that. At the simplest level, the full moon, the new moon have impact on women, of course, mm -hmm. but there are other things that are going on. It could be an eclipse. It could be a solar flare, right? And so just, I, I really love creating awareness around these external things things that not only impact the collective and our society, but have a direct impact on our day to day. And so giving ourselves grace that it's not just me, right. That's causing the anxiety. There is other forces at play and accepting that, um, is, can be really supportive. Yeah. Yeah. I, it just makes me think of healthcare and, you know, people in the hospital, like, Oh, it's a full moon, you know, and just that. Yeah. Things will be different. I even have a friend, um, his, her son, one of her sons is on the spectrum and she's like, his behavior is different around the full moon. It just, it shifts, you know, of just, I think I came from just a very 
uh, like energy and the energetics and stuff was the very, something I've learned as an adult later, you know, and just, just not, did not learn anything about that. And, and any, even in Same. some yeah. settings, it was like, well, that's not, that stuff's not real, you know, so I just think of people who might feel that same way of like, there is evidence if we look around us yeah. have this really impacting us and, and being a real thing and, and, and there being so much more to our human experience than just the black and white that we see or. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I was the same as a child. There was no discussion or talk about the full moon or the energy or any of this. And it's absolutely something that evolved and I've learned as, as an adult. Mm -hmm. Um, but I sort of, I also feel like me as a CFO, right. A very grounded finance person yes. talking about energy and talking about the full moon can help open up doors to people yes. that, oh, let me, maybe there is some validity to mm -hmm. this. And how do I, you know, is there practical application of this to my yeah. day to day? So that's what I really hope to bring is to open up to people that have not considered this as important, but mm -hmm. absolutely are impacted, whether they believe it or not. They yeah. just aren't aware of it. Wow. Well, okay. So they can find you on Instagram at your, you, I guess you tell us on your Instagram, yeah, then you have your blog and then we have the YouTube as well, right? Which will link all of this. Yeah, everything's sort of connected on Instagram. It's Christina um, dot spiritual CFO. Um, and I have, yeah, through the link tree, there's the blog, there's link to YouTube and the, and I post and, and share updates there as well on the new products. And then, yeah, I'll be in the future, be sharing workshops and have an opportunity for people to join me and practice with learning more about this um, divine feminine energy and how they can bring that in to understand wealth consciousness and create financial freedom in their own lives. I love it. I love it. And then you, had, and you have a book, I mean, you said, you mentioned. Yeah. So that. my ultimate goal, yeah, is to bring all of this together to a beautiful um, offering uh, called Energy Currency, which I'm working towards as well. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much. This has been a fun conversation. I love just, again, talking about this was all so new to me for so, uh, for so many years. So I love having conversations beautiful. about it and learning more. So Right. Well, thank you so much, Lori, and what you're doing and sharing more about burnout and just your, your path as well. Um, just want to thank you. Yeah. Thank you. All right. Great to talk to you.